0: Hi, and welcome to the Gene Space, where I talk about creativity, writing, music, life in an autistic household, and other random stuff. I'm so glad you're listening today. So this week's essay is about Elle Woods of Legally Blonde and late 90s to early aughts feminism, which eventually kind of mutated into the more problematic girl boss feminism. I wrote it on a beautiful spring morning with all the fixins birds and butterflies and flowers and trees with little buds on the end that would become leaves on the morning after the Supreme Court draft decision on Roe v. Wade was leaked. I was trying to gather forces for what I'm afraid is going to be a very long struggle. But... I was also kind of still thinking about the musical which I was playing and um, I realized to my surprise that Elle had provided me with somewhat of a battle cry. Enjoy the show. During the later 1990s, lots of things changed in my life. I moved several hundred miles from Chicago to Boston, which was a place where nobody knew my name. I fell in love, I got married, I had a kid, and I became a homeowner. Also I went to graduate school and got an MFA in fiction. I loved grad school, but sometimes I felt the need to take a break from the worthy but challenging manuscripts of DeLillo, Carver, Welty, Baldwin, DeBuse, etc as well as my own lesser compositions. And I would sneak in an hour here or there with fashion magazines and chick lit. Candace Bushnell of Sex in the City, Helen Fielding of Bridget Jones, Sophie Kinsella, shopaholic, and many, many others, wrote stories with female leads who were unapologetically interested in shopping and men, as well as their professions. They followed the gossip magazines, They groomed themselves to the nth degree, more than I'd ever be able to tolerate, and walked effortlessly in five-inch heels. They didn't feel degraded if they'd dated some frogs before meeting their prince. The serious people in their orbit, the types who judged books by their covers, mocked them, but the heroine's ideas, energy, intelligence, and decency ultimately won the day. Now. I had almost nothing in common with the chicklet women, except for gender and being out of step with my social circle. My fellow grad students were interesting, talented, and perfectly pleasant. No one tried to bully me the way the Harvard Law students tormented Elle Woods in 2001's Legally Blonde. I felt a bit excluded nonetheless. I was older, married, then pregnant and lived too far up the orange line to go to parties or hang out much in the back bay. I found comfort in my naughty reading. Elle Woods has been on my mind the last couple of weeks. I've been prepping to play in The Legally Blonde the musical, pit. This made me curious about Legally Blonde the novel by Amanda Brown which was published in 2001. The book is based loosely on Brown's experiences as a law student at Stanford in the 1990s, and it's full of both chiclet and 90s TV and music references. I recognized them all, and I recognized Elle a bit. I'd met women with a signature color, sorority sisters, a purse-sized pup, and a nail salon habit. Like Brown's L, they had no time for plebeians like me. This ill is way more problematic, actually, than the usual chiclet heroine. True, she suffers from the snide remarks and bullying from her fellow students and even professors, and she's chasing a lost frog. But she's also contemptuous and dismissive of pretty much everyone around her. The people she doesn't despise, she uses for assistance with her studies and her nails. She's introduced as a person with kind eyes, but there are very few kind moments in the novel and she offers only minimal help to the rest of the characters. She's funny, though. Legally Blonde the movie, starring Reese Witherspoon, was a major success. This is partly because the screenplay makes a lot of changes to the novel. For example, it moves the action to Harvard Law School, as well as tightening the plot and raising the stakes. The most important alteration is to make Elle actually kind. She still has judgmental moments and lots of snappy back chat, but she values and supports others. Dave and I were able to get a babysitter for our three-year-old and I even got to see this film in an actual movie theater, which may be another reason that it appealed to me because for years, mostly the movies that I saw were movies for children. Legally Blonde, the musical, which debuted in 2007, uses a book by Heather Hatch and music and lyrics by husband and wife team Lawrence O'Keefe. And Neil Benjamin, who incidentally met at Harvard. The show cuts some of the book's subplots and some of the movie subplots, but adds a bunch of catchy tunes, is a very fun f- score for the pit. And Musical L in character is similar to Movie L. Musical L has a couple of lines that I've been thinking about all day. They come after her first encounter with her rival, Vivian Kensington who is the frog's current fiancé? Vivian gets Elle thrown out of her first law class, and Elle says, why would you do that to another girl? We girls have to stick together. We shouldn't try to look good by making each other look bad. I drove home from rehearsal last night, the tunes running nonstop through my head in a happy girl power sisterhood mood. Then I saw the news about the Supreme Court's uh, pending takedown of Roe v. Wade and felt despair and terror. All those rights that have been granted in accordance with Roe's interpretations over the past 50 years under threat. Not simply the right to terminate a pregnancy, but the right to contraception, to marry the person you love even if they're of a different race or the same gender. Anyone who paid attention knew this was coming, I did, but it's still gut-wrenching. I called a faint ballet-slipper-pink thought to mind, hoping beyond hope that we'll have the stamina and forces for this fight. We girls and all decent people have to stick together. Thanks so much for listening. So I finally got my hair cut, uh, which is something that I put off and put off and put off. And I was chatting with the stylist and mentioned that I was working on Legally Blonde and got this response from her of, oh, I love Elwoods. I love that movie. And I used to love to read those books, you know, those books with the pink covers. And I'm like, yeah, I know those books. And we kind of both uh, agreed that they were a guilty pleasure, but maybe a guilty pleasure whose time might have come around again. So did you like those kind of chicklit, uh, soft empowerment books? What'd you think of them? Were they a guilty pleasure or were they something that other people read? You can check out this podcast as a blog on my WordPress page. There's a link in the description box. If you'd like to support this show, that would be awesome. There's a donations button on my homepage. Until next time, be well.